So, I went to the pizza shop today. Forgot my lunch. Didn't want to take my old man nap. Yes, I was being a cranky, fussy one. I didn't want to take my nap. Blah, blah, blah. I don't like naps, daddy. Muddy puddles, all that good stuff. So, I didn't want to take a nap, right? I figured, let me get some pizza. So, as close to New York as I can imagine. The guy actually is from New York. It's pretty cool. I don't know. It's helping actual small business, entrepreneur. Pizza 1905 if you're in Apopka or Lake Mary. Huge slices. So you do pay a little bit of money, but you don't need more than one slice. Unless you're like an uber fatty. Then it's, you know, that's on you. That's, I can't, can't help you with that. Yes, I'm sorry if that's me. I don't care today. So this is the second podcast. Manic Monday. Arr. So. I'm talking to you behind the counter. No, because like I come fairly frequently, you know. Like they know what I like for the most part. They know, uh, depending on who's behind the counter, they know I want my slice not too hot. Generally speaking, a plain, maybe a pepperoni or a white slice, if not. But I try to get the plain because it's the cheapest one. And you know, I get my bonus, you know, stuff like that, or I have some extra pocket money. Maybe I get the white slice, which is literally like a dollar ninety more or something like that. I'm talking like a forty percent increase, which is woo. That's loot, folks. That's loot. I ain't got loot, but that's loot. But every now and then, you know, you got to treat yourself. For over 10 years, I've been paying for lunch by making lunch. Brown baggage on the first podcast I talked about. And man, this car in front of me just keeps stopping every two seconds for no reason. Urgh, folks, make me crazy. Humans, what do you do, right? So this should let the robots take over, right? Skynet. So, I was just talking about they can't get lids for the cups. And they can't get certain supplies for their business. And when they can, they're paying four times the normal rate. I'm like, man, that's got to suck. Because it's not like your McDonald's where you're ordering, you know, in bulk. Or maybe you have a preferred buyer who knows that there's four McDonald's in a four-mile radius. So you all get like a bulk rate because they know that there's more than one you're buying. Or maybe you own four McDonald's yourself. Because the average McDonald's run right makes about 150 a year, right? So four of them means you're now in the 600000 club. Right? That's pretty good money. You know, you're paying your people to manage, you're pocketing 600 as the owner-operator, right? You're getting your two-for-six on, if you choose. You don't have to handle all the promos, which is pretty cool. You can choose to skip some. Nice, keep the money in your pocket, keep the money in your pocket, right? And outside, I said, you know, I said, you know, I try to keep my cabinet, my, uh, my, my pantry full. So what do you mean? I said, well, my grandfather was born in the Depression or before the Depression, so he went through it. So when I was growing up, he had a closet in the hallway... I think I've talked about some other podcast that was always full of food, you know, canned stuff, you know, uh, cooking oil. He'd have like, you know, it's like a five-gallon container, right? This dude would have like five of them in there, sometimes more. Massive amounts of toilet paper, paper towels, everything. Buy it in bulk and buy it on sale. She's like, oh, she's like, these old-timers. At this point, she comes around the counter and we're talking. She's like, yeah, you know, it's, they do something we didn't know. And oh, my Lord. And, you know, I see people talking about there's a food shortage and buy bullets and ammunition and canned goods and... And, and and buy this and that and stock up. I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's, you, know you gotta you gotta hope for the best, but you no know, plan for the worst. I told her, I see, you know, I have ramen in my house. I try to keep 50 pounds of rice. I said she looked me kind of weird. Then I was like, it'll suck, but I can eat rice every day. It'd be very boring, but you know, if I cook three cups of rice and that feeds my family for a day and a half, six cups will feed the family for three days, or let's say six cups feeds us. Two, three meals of rice times four people with, you know, a couple days, you know, whatever. It'll suck. You know, I should probably buy some ketchup or something and pour on there. Maybe some 
tobacco sauce, not tobacco, Tabasco, is that what you call it? I don't even know. Why does it just want to cut through the light? Oh, now I'm going to rant a little because I'm stuck in traffic in a very busy street where I live, so it's going to be very frustrating. So, I was telling him, he's like, oh, I don't want to think like that. And so here I am thinking, I'm like, well, as a parent, as an adult, you know, you got to think about the stuff you don't want to think about. So that's what we're going to talk about right now, folks. I'm not getting a really deep podcast. We're not going to get crazy. I'm going to discuss what I think needs to be your survivalist mind state. So you don't need to be some kind of crazy prepper, right? That's not what I'm suggesting. You don't need to be ready to fight zombies or the government like that Doomsday Apocalypse show. One guy bought a missile silo and he was like, he took a chick on a date there to show her that the cool part was that they had, you know, the missile silo is full of water that can be cleansed. So he had like 10 million gallons, which will last X amount of years and X amount of people. And he wants to know she was down for this. You know, another girl he took on a date, she was like, oh yeah, I grew up hunting. My family was part of that family that fought the other family. And we've had a feud for like 10 generations, 200 years. There was a history channel, the Hatfields versus McCoys, I believe it was. And she was a Hatfield. They had, um, I forgot what you call the thing, like it'll hurl rocks, like a catapult, I believe. And then the catapult had a piece of it that was like a huge ninja star. So I could crush you with the weight or cut you by cleaving you in half with the sheer volume or sheer weight of this piece of metal. Almost like a habit. I've heard the old school swords like the Vikings would carry. It's either going to cut you in half or it's going to break your bones, just put a massive hole in you, or massive blunt trauma so you die. And then she had her own water source. She had her own electricity because she had set up a little mill thing with the wind and the little stream that ran by. So she had a lot of immediate supplies because there was some fish there and some, you know, there's some animals and she was, you know, putting all her corn in containers and, you know, she was on. You know, mason jarring it up, you know, it's kind of, um, I forgot you call it, but you know, it's, I can't think of the word for it today, but a homesteading, Homestead, Wyoming, I follow on Instagram, that's their actual name, they do it all the time, it's, it's uh, you know, you're prepping your cans, I can't think of the word for that is right now, but basically, you, you know, you get all your stuff ready, you preserve it, however you're going to preserve it, you know, you're, you pickle your meats or your grains and vacuum seal them in the mason jars, and you know, you seal them and put dates and they last years on the shelf, you know, it's old school stuff, but it works. It's, it's the way to do things. It's, we've become very just, oh, I'll go to Walmart and grab it off the shelf. I'll go to McDonald's, hit the dollar menu. And, you know, if if you've got a coddled mindset where you're just kind of on, on chill all day, your odds of surviving are not going to be good. So let's apply that to my salespeople listening, right? So you're a salesman, right? You sell dinker dues and widgeboos, right? And you're making a lot of money. But you ease off the brake for just a minute, right? And all your sales cancel. So now you have no sales. So what does that mean? You need to plan for the lean months. Like I said, I grew up in church. There was, um, I believe it was Daniel. I don't remember when. I, I think it was Daniel. It was Daniel. I forgot the other kid's name. But, you know, they asked, he had, he'd always been able to see in his dreams. And he told the king, he's like, hey, um, so there's, um, you know, I see seven fat cows and seven skinny cows. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And there's more to it. We're just going to make it simple today. And he's like, oh, you know, there's going to be seven great years and seven bad years. So if you don't take from the good years and plan for the bad years, he's like, you're not going to make it. Your kingdom will fall. Your people will starve. You will surely die and lose everything. And, you know, the kid had been right before. So the king's like, yo, take half of everything and put that half to the side, bro, now. You know, get it up, get it up. Put that to the side, bro. Put it to the side. We gotta save. 
you know, for every every field, you know, for every cubic foot, put you know, for every two cubits, put two cubits away. I think that's the measure they use at that point. So it's like, you know, put you know, it's basically like this. Let's say you, you make two bucks, you put one buck in the savings, one buck in the check. Times a kingdom worth of wealth, as opposed to your little like you know, paper run money. I'm talking about my last podcast. So it's getting it all ready, right? It's getting it ready. It's getting it ready. Boom. Holy crap, the seven years are phenomenal. I mean, we're talking like the stock market on steroids times seven, like Wolf of Wall Street, and he never gets arrested, and all the rat holes come through, and they never die. It's just amazing, right? I'm, I'm talking wealth beyond your wildest dreams, which I believe is King Solomon also would have had the equivalent of trillions of dollars at his peak. So he would have been a trillionaire. I might have the math wrong. You know, it's, it's math different. You're talking cubits of gold and wheat when you add all up in amounts of frankincense, but whatever. Excuse me, sorry. I need to grind my podcast, but you're getting Tony in the car while I'm trying to handle errands. I teach you that you can do things. This is not the best way, I admit, but I'm getting more than one thing done at once and monetizing it to have a stream of income. So now they head to the seven years. And man, are things bad. But they've put away enough for the entire kingdom so no one had to suffer except those who would choose to suffer. This leads him back to his family. Other stuff comes out. Families reunited. He becomes a great leader. Delivers his people. Kind of stuff. I'm not going to get crazy. I don't want to think I'm preaching at you guys. I'm painting a story that's fresh in my head. You know, I think I, tell, I, think I was talking about the story the other day. Now, I was on Stamps and Delight with my wife. But you get the point. But Because the king listened to a man who had visions. Because the king, put it, because the king was shrewd. He took half of everything from the seven great years and put it aside for the seven lean years. And his people survived the famine. His kingdom survived and thrived. I'm going to tie that all in again real quick in a second for you. Coming right back because I'm almost done, folks. Ready, folks. So, we're talking about the king in the Bible, and he took on the prophecy, and he put the seven years, and seven strong, and seven lean. Sorry, folks, got to do a quick correction. It was Joseph, not Daniel. Joseph prophesied the seven lean years of seven of the cows after the seven fat, healthy ones. So because the king was smart enough to put aside, his people thrived and survived. Like I said, I was talking to this lady, today and she didn't want to think about it. It was just, it was just too much for her. I'm sitting, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, you're talking about you couldn't buy. You can't buy what you need to make your business run right now. And that's causing a conundrum for you. And you just, you don't want to think about, you know, bad stuff happening. I was like, oh, there's a baby formula shortage too. She's like, oh my God, what? I was like, you didn't see that? She's like, no. I was like, there's a shortage in America of baby food. One of the biggest people that, you know, they supposedly this two babies were sick and two more died. They shut down the plant, but the plant was cleared actually three months ago. And she's like, what? I was like, yeah, it was clear, but now they haven't opened it. I think it's Abbott Industries. Do your own homework, folks. I'm not trying to conspiracy this. I'm just telling you, it's whatever. But so people who don't stock up are now running. and Kids are being hospitalized. You know, it's a bad time for parents right now. I'm glad my kids are past the formula part. My kids don't even like milk that much. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. But here's a side tip. Uh, pro tip for you parents. Water down your kids' juice by 50%. Because half of that is 90% sugar. Unless you're going to have really fancy, shishi organic stuff, you're feeding them sugar water. So you water it down 50%, you double the length, and you cut the amount of sugar. Less sugar, less obesity, less wild energy wasted that they're running around your house stabbing 
the walls of crayons. Yes, I said that out loud. It's from Crazy Person. So Joseph advised the king, the pharaoh, properly. What the hell are you talking about, Tony? I'm an atheist. Good. Be you. Let me tell you why it's still important. If you don't lay aside for the future, you have no future. Let me say that again. If you're not laying aside, you have nothing. So when you make money, you need to save money. If you're a gun enthusiast, you buy bullets for the range, you buy bullets for self-protection, and you stack up both. I don't like guns. The, the knowledge is sound, folks. So for everyday carry, I have a certain type of bullet. Hornady, well, the round has a hollow point, right? It's going to spore, make a bigger bigger hole, bigger cavity. And the person I hit, when it sprawls, it's going to spread out, right? But it's also going to hit that person and stop for the most part. It's not going to be a narrow bullet going through that person and going through the next wall of sheetrock, right? Because most of these houses are sheetrock in the walls. Go through the sheetrock and hit my neighbor. Now the neighbor sues me because I hit his wife or I killed his wife. Holy smokes. Yep. That's an unintended casualty. That's manslaughter in theory. If I don't get the manslaughter because it was justified killing by someone by accident. Oh, what do you do? Well, accidents happen. No, I go to jail. I lose everything. I go bankrupt or both. Well, the husband kills me. Murderous rage, right? First person who came out. The guy was killing the guy who killed his kid. Then he almost dies. See how that worked out? You plan ahead for everything. So when COVID hit and they started shutting everyone down, people were buying bullets like crazy. A box of 50 basic bullets you would take to the range that Walmart used to sell, mind you, they don't sell bullets anymore. For whatever foolish reason, that's their own politics. That was $10, went up to almost 49 Depending on the brand, the weights, the grain weight, the materials, it went through the roof. I'm talking 2020. So now 2022, you can get a box of bullets for $17.99 or so. And I'm talking 9 millimeter steel casings, sometimes brass casing, 115 weight grain, blah, blah, blah. Full metal jacket. Now, the higher the quality, you might pay a dollar bullet. You know, you get some Hornady, hollow point, full metal jacket, brass, this, that, and the other. You know, you get into it, you might spend, you know, 25 for like 36, but you're getting something different. You know, you it's which you, you know you buy the Benz. You know, a Benz is not the same thing as the Corolla, right? We all know that. We all get these things. It's, it's a different market, different world. So you're gonna get what you pay for, right? That's fine. We've talked about that before too. You stock up. Tony, I'm single. I'm in a gun-free zone. I'm safe. Good. Is your area get hit by hurricanes? Yeah. So you run out of power. What do you do? Uh, I got a flashlight. You got a lot of batteries. Oh, uh, I got food in my fridge. Good. Did you have a backup fridge on the solar power source in case the grid goes down? No, I got ramen. How are you going to heat up the ramen noodles? I got a grill. How much charcoal you have? Got a lighter? Does the newspaper start to fire easier? Who reads the newspaper? I got an iPhone. Okay, cool. You ever set a fire in the grill? No, my dad barbecues when he comes over. I don't touch that crap. Cool. You know how to darn your socks? What's darning? I thought that was a curse word. So you sew your socks, old school. Knit them back together. Can you put a button on your shirt? You have the needle, do you have the thread? You have lighters for barter. 
What are you talking about? It's not a zombie apocalypse. It's not. But you like the fire, right? Yeah, so does your neighbor. Good. Trade him a lighter for a package of ramen. Case closed. Extra food. You can actually eat that dry. People do it all the time. Did you buy ramen? Why not? 12 for 269 It's less than 4 for a dollar. Oh, I don't like all the sodium. Well, you know, if you have a high level of sodium... Well, not a high level. Uh, in the book, Cyborg, about the million, uh, $6 million man. The precursor to that TV show. They gave them salt tablets. But you had to have a full amount of water. You couldn't be hydrated first. So you can use sodium to your advantage to keep your water levels high. I have high blood pressure. Good, die. Don't eat. Starve. Whatever. You have rice that you can cook. You have a way to cook the rice. Do you have weaponry? Do you have flashlights? Do you have a crank radio? Do you have backup chargers? Do you have solar panels? Do you have a car? Do you have fuel? Tony, you're taking it too far. I don't want to think like this. Fine, don't. So you're an accountant. Do you have an email account? Do you have a web page? Do you have a branded? Did you pay for it here? Did you pay for five years to get a discount? Because even in your business, you want to buy bulk. Buy more than you need. Now, maybe not first year sales. Your first year, you know, you started out, right? But second, let's say you're in your 10th year. The last five years, what's the average you've bought? All right, let's buy two years worth this time so I get a better deal. Hey, Bob, it plates are us. I'm going to get a baker's dozen times a baker's dozen and throw in an extra dozen times five. And I'm going to pay you in cash off the books. I'm going to fill off a truck. Hey, didn't he? What's my discount? So now when the ports are full and they can't get out of Asia because they're in a super COVID lockdown, you got a basement full of crap that you need. Now the guy across the street, he does massages, he wants pizza, you trade with him. His wife's got a smoothie place, but she can't get lids for her cups. You make a trade with them. Now you're a barter, you've got a secondary economy, but you bought extra, so you want to be careful, but you don't sell them how much extra you have. Tony, this is a little too Walking Dead, zombie apocalypse, scary world. No, folks, it makes sense. Because now you just made money by not spending money. You bought it bulk, so you saved. So you don't go to the store and buy a pack of paper. You buy 10 cases for your printer. You don't go to Kinkles and use the printer. You buy the printer. Then you make sure you got a warranty on the printer. Your business has a cost, whatever it is. For me right now, the cost... His time on this podcast. I just recorded one for about 40 minutes. I'm recording this one. It's probably about 20, 25. But I have two podcasts done for this week. Now. On a Monday. Sunday was my day of rest with my kids and my wife. I'll work from home tomorrow. I'll be off Saturday, Sunday. I'll work Monday, the holiday, but then I'll be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next week. Well, that week, you know, that weekend coming. So I have a three-day weekend regardless. just in a different place. And managed to secure myself a little bit of extra income out of that. Because I'll be paid a special rate for the holiday. So you see how that all works out? There's ways to do everything, folks. So you need to prep for your business. Buy whatever you can up front. Negotiate deals. If the vendor sells 10 different things, buy all 10 from him. Hey, I'm buying everything I need. What can you do for me? You always ask for a discount. You don't get what you don't ask for. If that chick is beautiful and you never ask for her number, you can't talk to her. I grew up with pagers and skyway pages and two ways and all this crap. You couldn't hit me on the hip. You didn't have my number. 
You need to prep for your business. And even more important than that, it's not about the prepping, folks. You have to ask yourself the uncomfortable questions. Is my business going to make it? Is the economy crashing? How do I keep my business going while the economy's crashing? The trade routes are collapsing. What do I do? This business pays for my daughter to eat. I'm two payments away from closing. Why? Did you buy a boat? You shouldn't have. You don't buy liabilities you think are assets. You buy assets. Now, if you're going to do Uber Eats on the boat to the other boats to people who are drunk, by all means, deliver away. I don't know how that works, but... I mean, a co-worker of mine told me that they had a thing called Boober Eats. Strippers delivering food half-naked on purpose because they couldn't make any money because people couldn't come to strip because of COVID. They got sued, season assist by Uber Eats, whatever. Good idea. I can't knock the hustle. So people going to do what people going to do. But see, that was pivoting in uh, COVID lockdown. It was smarter than them, actually. Because they got season assist, they were still ahead because they made some money first. So they season assist and was all they wanted. They were good to go. You have to be uncomfortable, folks. The other side of that uncomfortable coin is that you don't grow when you're not comfortable. You ever get stretch marks from either lifting too many weights or growing too fast? It was too much for your body at once. So there's some scarring there. There's some damage done, right? But it's not. It's just your skin. It's not going to hurt. It's not a big deal. It might look a little weird, but you're okay. The hard times will grow your business if you do things right. You can't put your head in the sand and say, I don't want to think about those things. I don't want to worry. See, folks, I try to plan for the worst at work. I try to plan for the worst at home. First time we had a hurricane, I already had some stuff in my house. Bought even more stuff after that. Survival this, survival that, MREs. We're in New York, so there's only so many options. I can't get ahead for a full zombie apocalypse. I can't get any guns and stuff, whatever. I was just worried about hurricanes. We never had one before. Hurricanes never happened in New York. And then people without power for days. So yes, it does happen. Wake up. The more you can plan for, the easier you can pivot. You're going to have peace of mind. You're going to have resources established. You don't have to drive and get them. When a Hurricane Sandy hit New York, I ran out of gas from my parents' fridge empty. Take me my mom running errands real quick. Stash her food in my house, my sister's house. Some of the food she just gave me, she's like, you know what, just eat it, whatever. But some of you know, so it's nicer meat, we're going to stay with this holding me. Okay, whatever, cool, thanks, Mom, I appreciate you. So, I'm going to guess. One of my entrepreneurial connects on my BlackBerry Messenger, my, who had actually interviewed too, he was running around delivering gas. He found a surplus, he had some containers. It's like, yo, four or so gallons, just under five gallons delivered, 70 bucks, was geezy. Yo, let me know. You come up. Yo, I got you. I'll deliver it right now. I'm on my way to you. Word. Yo, I won't be there for like 40 minutes. Oh, he's like, me neither. I'll be there like 50. Cool. My parents' house is not going to do Hey, I'm here. This guy's delivering gas. What? Yeah, that's all I can do. It's right now. It's in my car. My car's here. You live an hour from me. It doesn't help either one of us. It has no gas in it. Homie pulls up. It's good. Yo, this is it. I'll keep you posted or else I get. No, I'll keep, you know, we'll see what we can do. Work some business, maybe. Yo, of course. Thanks, yo. Holla me, bro. I'll see you on Blackberry. Keep your side You gotta be safe. Got my little four gallons. Now, literally, my car turned off. That's, there was no gas. I coasted that park spot I was in. Driving home. I see the cops by a gas station. Dang, what's going on? Gas just re up. Everything was calm, but they were just making sure there was a line. The line was orderly, so it was fast. Filled my tank up. The price was normal because there was no price gouging. At that gas station, it was up maybe like 10 cents, which was fair. So let's say it was always four. It was like 410 right now. Just painting a picture for you. 
So, you know, this is good news. I got my stuff covered. You know, I live so close to work, but I'm good. This tank can last me frugally two, three weeks, and I don't think this will be worse than that because, you know, it's just, you know, the hurricane didn't do much damage to where I lived. It was just things shut down. You know, they shut down pipelines. Cars didn't move. You know, the truckers stayed home. So the truckers on a gas their car. You get the point. But I paid a premium. At $4 a gallon, four gallons is $16. I paid 70 That man was caking off people. Was he price gouging? Was it unfair? Say whatever you want. I got moving. I was then was able to get gas. And things were good. It worked out for me. What I need you to walk away from from this conversation, folks, is ask the uncomfortable questions. Plan for the things you don't want to plan for. I'll give you one last example. Nobody wants to buy life insurance if they need it. Nobody wants to pay for life insurance for their kids. It's a messed up thing to think about. I don't ever want to have a bear my kids. So now you got to bury your kids. The funeral home is tight because the economy is tight. They ain't giving you a credit. They dead it. <laughs> your crack is paying you back. Forget it. Now I'm quoting Biggie. I think whatever. Whatever. So now you can't bury your own kid. Holy smokes, that's horrible. Why well, don't have a policy that your kid can have an adult? My policy for my kids, when they hit 18, right now they right now it pay out 20. When my son becomes 18, if the policy is going that he pays for, I don't. He can max it out to 100 worth of coverage automatically. He can raise the limit. Now, if I just paid for the 10 right now, when he turns 18, he only max out to 50. But let's say my son joins the army, fighting for his country, dies across seas, his wife gets 100 grand plus whatever his army benefits are, as opposed to 50 grand. Factor inflation, whatever, whatever, it's better than nothing. And it costs me literally three cents more a month, I think, than the 10 grand does. And it buys him an op- options as he gets older. So for three cents, we're talking 36 cents a year for 18 years. We'll just say 20. Let's just say, let's just say 70 bucks. It's not even, but let's say $70 over 18 years. I'm not even feeling that, folks. I'm almost a decade into that, by the way. You see what I'm talking about? Plan for the uncomfortable and you will be comfortable. Why, Tony? Well, I mean, you don't go on your roof, but the ladders make sense, doesn't it? My iPhone has a flashlight built into it. I don't need a flashlight in my pocket. But you need to make calls and reach people. You need to check your maps. Oh, I could download a digital map and just look at it without using any internet or battery. Did you do that? Now I have Google Maps and Apple Maps. Okay, sure, you got Safari, whatever you call it. Yeah, I don't need that. So how do you charge your phone in a blackout? That won't happen. I live in New York. Okay, sure. Oh, my dad, there's a blackout, I think, in 75. I lost power last week for about six hours. I have batteries, folks. I have backup batteries. I try to be stocked up with stuff I can use. You have to make smart choices. I can't tell you better than that. You're afraid of losing your kids? Good. Teach them survival skills. Teach them what strangers are. Teach them stranger danger. Have passwords. Have life insurance for all of you. You don't trust the government? Good. Get some gold and silver. You don't trust cash? Good. Get some Bitcoin. You don't trust Bitcoin? I don't know. It's up to you, bro. You're a libertarian? You don't trust anyone? Get a farm. Put some solar panels. Some windmills. Collect your own water. Put it in a man-made lake. Throw some fish in there. 
Now you got your fresh tilapia. I don't know. You own three pizza shops. Order all the supplies at one time for all four. I can't afford that. Put on a credit card the first time. Call the credit card company ask for an extension of your credit. I'm like, hey, you got me a 29 credit card. Can we bumped it to 30. I've been a loyal customer. No. Okay, good. Can you lower the interest rate by 2%? We can do 1% lower. Cool. Thanks. Now you buy for all four locations once. Get a better price. So spending $2,500 each, and I'm spending $2,000 each. Instead of spending ten grand on four locations, you just spend eight. You save two grand. Apply that two grand to the credit card. Boom, you're done. Is that simple? Yeah, it is. Well, Tony, I'm a tax accountant. Good. What do you spend your money on? Paperwork and licensing. Good. Can you get your license done for two years at a time? Well, yeah, I can take that package, but it costs more upfront. Good. Pay for it now. But uh, is that your job or is it your dream? Well, it's just a job. I hate it, but it pays the bills and I got a Lambo. Good. How do we save you money? How do we monetize your assets? You have to be looking for ways for things to work out, folks. You have to find ways to thrive, not just survive. But if you secure the survival of your business, then you can secure the thriving afterwards. Folks, one in 10 restaurants fails in the first year. Of those who survive, they close within five years. Within 10 years, it's less than one. So if 100 restaurants open today, in 10 years, one to five is open. And only one is profitable. Tony, I want to be a chef. You just crushed my dream. Was that your dream or just your dad at a pizza shop and you saw him making money in the 80s and thought you were flush, but inflation crushed him, he gave it to you, and now you're running it, but you wanted to be a poet. You make your bed, you sleep in it. What I'm asking you is, are you afraid to ask the cost of the bed? Are you afraid to know what the bed's made of? See, the lady I was talking to, she didn't want to think about the things that were hurting her business. She didn't want to think about needing bullets and supplies. She didn't want to think about the things that can go wrong. And now that things are going wrong in her eyes, not mine, so she was using, you know... I'm scared of what's going on, but I don't want to. I don't want to look into. I don't want to think about it. If your business is being crushed by cost of supplies because you didn't have extras, because you're small enough that you can't necessarily, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sure what the you know, whole thing is, but I can tell you this: there are slices. I had one or two that were overcooked. Not overcooked. I had what they call a Bianca slice a couple months ago, and it was so heavy because they put so much extra. I was like, they can't do this. And that slice is so big, and they're not uniform. Now, I'm cool as a customer with it, right? But they don't have any cost margin, you know, set aside. Like, it costs me X amount per slice because every slice is the same size. When your slices are different sizes, it's not uniform. So every slice is a different cost. You want your cost to be the same. So when he buys supplies the same, when he sells the good, it should be the same. You know, does he lease the soda machine? Does he get the soda at a discount? Do they throw in the cups? Do they got a guy they do business with cups? You got to look into all these things and work numbers, folks. You have to be working your numbers. You need to massage them carefully, but you need to know them. And then make good business decisions. Most people don't do that. You can't be afraid of the things you're scared of. As stupid as that sounds, I'll say it again. You can't be afraid of the things you're scared of. Meet your troubles head on. Tony at changeinadvance.com. The blog is changeinadvance.com. 
Twitter is changingadvance.com. Instagram is pedagogy of the fresh. P E D A G O G Y O F T H E F R E S H. On YouTube is changing advance. It may be under my name, Tony. I got to look and I'll try to change them both to some kind of variety so they look the same. If I like changing advance or changing advance, Tony. Tony's changing advance. I'll figure something else. He found these and you can see the YouTube that I've been out for years. And they are very crappy videos. <clears throat> because I've been loathed with my face on the internet for not always shaving or just being fat sometimes. I make crappy videos or crappy special effects where I just kind of shake the phone like my Alzheimer's. Sorry if that offended anyone. Ask the questions you're scared of. Live your dream. Kill, conquer, destroy. Peace.